0: This week's Sleeping with the Elephant is brought to you by Living Under a Rock. Just a fantastic place to be and uh, a place where people should stay if they haven't come out yet, I think.
1: You yep. Greetings from Under the Rock. It's really not that bad.
0: We'll get there. I think in 30 seconds we have to face Oh, crap! Yeah.
2: These policies, in many instances, either reflect or take into account the proximity of the United States.
0: Living next to you is in some ways like sleeping with an elephant. No matter how friendly or even tempered is the beast, as we call it that, the one is affected by every twitch and grunt. So it's November 15th, 2016, and welcome to episode 109 of the Sleeping with the Elephant podcast, where we put the you in color commentary. This is the show where Americans and Canadians come together to try and understand just what the hell is happening across each other's borders. And this is a special healing episode of Sleeping with the Elephant. We're going to try and get through this together. It's why I'm not here by myself, and I'm not here, which is one person, but two. First of all, I'm going to introduce the person to my right who's here physically. We're sharing an earbud. It's not weird. Uh, Loic, from that one Sleeping with the Elephant episode a few weeks back, or months back. I'm inside. Don't whisper. What are you doing? <laughs> Hi, everyone! <laughs> great. This is off to a fantastic start. Uh, also, Jimmy, long-time uh, Gamers in fan, super awesome person, and great at Smite, because I'm terrible at it, so I always ask Jimmy what to do. <laughs> what do I pick? What, what heroes am I? I don't know. Jim, how's it going?
2: I think you pick Sylvanas, because that way... You can play here in either Heroes or Smite, and you won't be too confused.
0: That's true. I just have to remember one spell with an A and one spell with a U.
2: Yeah, and one is an old man in a tree, and the other's an undead elf chick. She it acts like the same an, thing, really.
0: Yeah, she acts like an old man as well. Let's be honest, Sylvanas <laughs> is basically the old man of World of Warcraft. Uh, right? You don't know what we're talking no. about. No. <laughs> 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 Anyways, uh, it was interesting because the last time uh, Loic and I recorded. Uh, Jimmy's kind of an... He's super great because he listens to each show and he always tells me that he listens and it's it's awesome to hear from our listeners. And I think you were... I can't remember exactly what, but he was politely correcting Loic. Oh, yeah. That's when, fair. It, when it came to American yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think.
1: I think it was the interstate stuff. Oh, yes.
2: Yeah, you can usually tell when I'm listening to uh, Sleeping with the Elephant episode because at some random time during my workday, I start sending a stream of tweets to Ryan. <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> and I love it, too. And I really should... Note those tweets because for folks that there should be a corrections corner of the show because since I sort of took over as the main host, uh, the fact checking has just gone way down. Uh, Paul was always the one who kind of knew the higher level stuff. I just sort of said things and people like, "Oh, he's Canadian. It's fine.
1: It's fine. It's fine." Well, that's what I like to play on too. Yeah, you're Canadian as well. Yeah, ergo, I done got served. What? Oh, yes, I I got politely served. Maybe not dungut, but, you know, I doth got served. You, sure.
0: Why do you need to, like, make it all weird and cloaking and D&D type stuff? It's not cloaking. It's just in today's current climate, I feel like we need to be a little bit more highbrow. Let's not beat around the bush anymore. Uh, because uh, there's there's a joke about... Is there another bush we could elect? Oh, yeah, Jeb. Jeb! Yes. There, there will be we try. Well, there's
2: Jeb, and then there's his nephew, George P., who I... I don't even know whose son he actually is.
1: Hmm. Let's just keep He's out of the video consonant pile of bushes. Yeah,
2: well, yeah.
0: anyways, yeah, we're, we're, I just said we were going to stop beating around the bush, and we continue to beat around several bushes, but uh, <laughs> Trump... <laughs> and it's weird because uh, I can't even say it, but I've been seeing in the news, Trump is now president-elect. It's almost like people want to get super technical as to not say Trump is going to be the president of the United States. That that happened?
2: I, I, I think that's the usual term. Is it? For the two months or so before the president actually takes office.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah I mean, it's Canada... Just, it's a
2: weird limbo between the election and actually being president.
1: Mm-hmm. Canada ultimately has the same type of thing where we do our elections, albeit not on a Tuesday, but uh, we do our elections, and then we have a few months where there's... It takes transitory handoff which is interesting because i recently spoke with somebody in canadian politics about how that actually works on not necessarily the uh prime minister aka the white house level but how in canada we have our parliamentary election which would be about the equivalent of like the house um at the same time and uh what tends to happen is like fucking scorched earth policy (laughs) like whatever your constituency was is dead. They have to start over brand new if you lost the election. So all of the relationships, all of those on-the-ground political actual mechanisms that happen that affect people's day-to-day lives, scorched-earth policy. They shred, they burn, everything. The only thing that actually is a handoff is the physical office. So they hand over some keys, and there you go. Hmm. Now it's your office. But there are no handing over of files, none of that. It is a brand new government that you have to deal with, um, even if the actual prime minister may or may not have changed. But if the MP changed, forget it. You're dealing with an entirely different
2: government at that point. Wow. I didn't know that. that. sounds so un-Canadian.
1: Yeah, I know. And I was a little shocked by that too. But ultimately, <laughs> I think it's, it is sort of Canadian to a degree because... Um, while it's not very polite um it's also inherently not making empty promises so you're not having to pick up the promises that the last uh government official that was your representative made uh, instead you're just having to start fresh brand new with somebody else which sucks in certain circumstances like if you think about vets or anybody like that who's having to deal with medicare issues or Um, or Medicare, sorry, healthcare issues or uh, pay or any of that kind of thing that MPs actually have to deal with in terms of their constituents. That's a brand new person that they have to sit down and talk to. But that person is also not then inheriting the baggage from the last individual. So whereas the last individual may have looked at that person and said, you're making... um, Political move, or not political moves, but you represent something that I don't necessarily agree with. Say it's a uh, hardcore liberal that a neocon is sitting across the table from, and they don't agree with them. Then that uh, neoliberal vet or something like that isn't then sitting across from somebody who's been handed down a portfolio that was created by a neocon. Hmm. So it's it's actually it's fair and yet not, but it's actually in that regard pretty Canadian.
2: Actually, to be honest, I don't know how it works as far as our um, congressmen work, congressmen, congresswomen. Congress people, is that what you call them? I'm not even sure how you <laughs> say like <laughs> not like not a Congressers.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know yes. if there's like a,
2: a multi-gender but,
0: one. I think it's just yeah, either congressman or congresswoman. You too.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I don't know how that works actually as far as things like that go, like ongoing issues with individual people. I don't know how much is handed off or, or – maybe they do it the same way and just start over at the like presidential level and all the executive branch stuff that all, there's a lot of like (coughs) polite transition helping out the new people that are coming in stuff like that. But who who the hell knows really about the representatives.
1: I imagine that, and this is what something that always came to mind in this election in particular was that there was this desire from the, uh, a portion of the populace that wanted like a scorched earth, like, we are going to vote in, um, well, especially in lieu of the primaries where there was an option of a populist candidate on the left and on the right that were so far outside of the normal political realm that it seemed like the populists wanted something that was um, not just like in the Reagan or even the Obama and kind of in a way if you think about the Bill Clinton Um, votes where they decided to opt for somebody that was uh, not a member of the kind of political dynasty that was going on at the time, but um, somebody that represented something that was way outside of the box, that they wanted something that was like a complete scorched earth policy. But also that's not how it works when you're dealing with uh, what is effectively the most powerful nation in the world. Like you can't just cut ties immediately um, from a trade perspective, from a military perspective, from all of that, like it's just—it's not feasible. It's yeah, it, it, you, it's too big of a monster that's been built up to just completely shut her down tomorrow and then open the doors in a week, and all of a sudden it went from Walmart to a Zellers or a Target. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of disappointed Trump voters over the next few years when. Yep. Things don't change nearly as much as they think they're going to. Because Trump has already shown a lot of signs of backtracking or softening on a lot of the stances he took. And even the stuff that he does try to stick with, his big changes, there's... I mean, Brian and I talked about it, I don't know if it was during the episode or in the after show last time, but, you know, the presidential power is massive in some ways, but also limited in many others. Yep. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of ways that they can't actually change things at least not quickly
0: yeah i mean it, it's the same here as well like uh, trudeau has been who who ran on a with a couple of promises that that brought people on board one of which was electoral reform and they're still working on it you know it's not like they're gonna throw out the system and be like here's the new plan and it's perfect it doesn't work that way i mean trump has four years to do what he wants to do but I think the type of people who who had the idea that you're talking about, you know, the scorched earth, burn it to the ground and build it back up in a week, those voters are going to be upset. But I, I, I think, like, people have talked about the people who voted in this election from here until Kingdom Come. I mean, it's been a week. So we're a week later. Everyone's talked about the different scenarios. Uh, but you know i think there's a good there's a there's a small population of trump voters who do believe like he's going to go in there and he's going to build a wall destroy nato destroy trade agreements and just america first america great again like i i don't know like i know and i know for people who are listening like there's a lot of things about trump that are terrible and you know it's not going to change even if he's softballing on this stuff but we've all heard that before like he's not He's not the ideal candidate, right? But unfortunately, we're kind of stuck with him. And I say we because it affects – if it doesn't affect us as much as it affects the states, but it, it still affects us.
1: Okay, so full disclosure, Jimmy, who did you vote for? Can you do that? Can you ask people that? I think so. It's post-election. <laughs> well, you
2: can ask people anything if you want, <clears throat> and oh. I voted for Clinton. Yeah. Okay,
1: um, so I would ask then um, – If in the primaries had flipped the other way, would you have voted Sanders or would you have preferred to vote Sanders if that was an option as opposed to Clinton?
2: That's a tricky question. Now, Sanders over Trump, I would absolutely vote for Sanders. Right. There are distinct reasons to just not vote for Trump, not even regarding political stuff. It's just he's like character wise, just very a very bad person (laughs) in a lot of ways. There's a lot of just massive negatives about him. Um, as far as whether I would have preferred Sanders over Clinton, it's a weird question because while well, I think a lot of the stuff about Clinton has been overblown or exaggerated, I do think she is at least somewhat shady, not purely trustworthy. She's more or less kind of like a soulless political automaton. Fair. Um, <laughs> That's I don't a like fair her. Yeah, I, I really don't like her much as a person, but. Politically, she's honestly a lot better than Sanders because see, I think Sanders would have beaten Trump just on the basis of character. But let's be honest, Sanders is actually a pretty crappy candidate himself, at least in the U.S. Because for the most part, he is well to the left of the Democratic Party and massively to the left of the country as a whole. Against like a real Republican candidate, he'd get crushed. Mm-hmm. Just because his policies, which are pretty you know they are accurately described as socialist are not the kind of things that would really be uh popular to the u.s as a whole right now
1: and i find that interesting because in a in a country that seems to be uh struggling awful mightily with um uh, the disparity between uh, well it was it was played out in this political excuse me race, race where um you know there was the the ninety nine versus the one, and uh, unfortunately, Clinton represented that ninety one as horribly as she possibly could. Where they didn't <laughs> even bother as Democrats to try and appeal to what was historically their base, which was the Rust Belt, uh, unionized workers, and all that fun stuff. Which in some way, shape, or form, the Democratic Party has managed to alienate and drove them to the right, which I find a pretty shocking part of this whole political outcome is that those folks that should be inherently, not from a social perspective, but just from a, uh, a financial perspective as far as you know one's livelihood, uh, union-based blue-collar workers somehow voted for a fucking playboy. And that was just how far the Democrats alienated their base. And coming from a a town of blue-collar workers, uh, yeah, there's misogynistic people. Yeah, there's racist people. Yeah, there's some social viewpoints that you don't have to agree with. But ultimately, these are people who have families that they need to raise and take care of and uh, only have so much education. And so don't have those opportunities to go much further in life than what they're presented with. And when you remove even that base level opportunity, then what else is there for them? And when you have a candidate who can't even be bothered to come and speak to them and another candidate who's saying shit like uh, I'm going to put a 30 percent tariff on any uh, automobile that's made in Mexico uh, that was formerly made in a plant in here in Ohio well, what the fuck do you think they're going to do? Of course, they're going to vote for that individual, yeah. and that's yes, where the, they were. The Democrats like completely not only shit the bed, but then flip the bed over and change the, the sheets, and then shit that side of the bed too, <laughs> and then set the whole fucking thing on fire <laughs> a, a and a walk away stainer. going, "Good job, boys. Good job." Uh, I,
0: I, I I do want to <laughs> let Jimmy respond to that, but Sorry, I Jimmy, was a rant. <laughs> I do I do want to say. One thing, going back to what Jimmy said about, about Clinton, and then <coughs> I had said this to, to Loic and another friend of ours, that we were sort of having a Facebook group message back and forth. Oh, my God, what's happening uh, Tuesday night?
1: I was really, really drunk.
0: Yeah, I thought I he was just being silly. I, but I, don't,
1: I don't think I was much a part of that conversation.
0: I, you might not remember
1: <coughs> your parts, but you were oh, certainly I do. a part I do. of that conversation.
0: Anyways, I had made reference to Clinton... Um, Reminding me an awful lot of the later years of Stephen Harper, which was our Prime Minister. You, you mentioned Hillary Clinton as sort of being this soulless robot automaton, but still able to get on SNL when she absolutely has to, right? And, and try to be funny. And Harper did a bit of that, too. Like, he did some early years when he was Prime Minister. He did some Rick Mercer. Classic stuff where, like, Rick Mercer's tucking... Or no, when the Prime Minister's tucking Rick Mercer into bed. Have you ever seen that skit? Yeah, that was weird. It's pretty funny. Um, but, you know, in his later years, he was kind of like, beep, boop, bop, cut, it, cut, you know, robot oil. And it's just, that's the kind of what I get from, from Hillary. And, and you mentioned, Jim, that you, that Bernie is sort of like the far, far left that really doesn't even e- exist in the States.
1: Uh, and Hillary's sort of, Hillary reminds me of our right,
0: which is kind of,
2: kind of oh, crazy. And right. In an odd way, to Bernie
1: me. Sanders, and, and I hear what you're saying, Jimmy, but in Canada... Bernie Sanders would be a very viable candidate for our conservative party. Conservative party? Really? Oh yeah, he's way more conservative than any... He's, he's way more conservative than liberals and the NDP. They're looking for someone. He's a totally viable <laughs> candidate. I mean, and except him. the fact that he's American. <coughs> that, that's he, he lives in
2: Vermont. That's close enough.
1: Yeah, basically. Oh. I mean, we don't have the the heroin addiction and the, the PCP and crack problems that uh, Vermont yeah, does. We have but some drug problems here. It's, it's not the whole state. <laughs>
2: It's the town, unfortunately. So, so I mean, Rob Rob Ford is gone. So, yeah, got, that's like, true. Your drug problem in half pretty much. Yeah, who's
1: <laughs> who's Bernie going to deal do
2: now that uh, Rob's out of the picture? Uh, so, <laughs> but, I guess uh, I want. Um, yeah. oh, <clears throat> sorry. Go ahead, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, there was two big mistakes that the Democratic Party has made in this election. The first was that they, by all accounts, apparently pretty much cleared the decks for Clinton, a very flawed candidate. Mm-hmm. They pretty much discouraged anyone else from really running against her. And as, of course, those leaked emails and such showed, they did everything they could to make sure that she was the nominee over Sanders. Yep. And the other thing is that, as Loic said, they have largely, and it wasn't just a thing in this election, but they have mostly abandoned what was once their base, these blue-collar union workers or potential union workers. um, They don't really stick up for them the way they used to. And Trump came in, made a lot of loud promises, most of which, which are honestly a bunch of crap, but they sound good, and at least make people think that if they elect him, something might happen, when Clinton didn't really give any indication that anything would change for them. So it's essentially just rolling the dice. And that, that's the same reason that Sanders actually got all the support he did, because from the other side, you have a lot of people that are so upset with um, the income gap, um, the corporate structure in the U.S., the power of the banks, all that stuff—they were ready to st- essentially throw things out on a more leftward bent by electing a, a socialist. Not hmm. even though it's something that would encounter a lot of resistance, would be very hard to implement. But and if they actually, Bernie actually did try to like force things through with whatever power he had as just as president, it could cause some issues. But. For a lot of people, it's just the situation sucks. The mainstream candidates the party is reporting for aren't actually looking like they're going to speak to them anymore. So to some extent, I can't—I don't entirely blame people. Hmm. I do blame people for voting for Trump anyway because he is such a terrible, terrible person and essentially brought hatred and white nationalism back to the fore in this country. But that's a whole other story. So I guess... Um <clears throat> The, the takeaway that I had from this election, especially now that all of the
1: kind of final results have come out, is that it, it had less to do with, again, and as is always the case when a Republican get, seemingly gets in, is it had very little to do with um, who voted but who didn't, hmm. um, in that this was the second lowest voter turnout since George W. Bush was elected in 2000. I thought it was higher. But just marginally. Oh. Uh, And then the numbers relative to, um, excuse me, even the last election, which were considerably lower than in uh, 2008, um, it it just it smelt more like uh, all of the liberals who rallied behind what was the message of the time in 2008 and then the continuity of that in 2012 uh, failed to be motivated enough to go out and do a repeat in 2016
2: hmm. yeah Clinton doesn't <coughs> have the ability to inspire people that Obama does she doesn't have the charisma and she has far more personal flaws than he ever had and while Trump, Trump essentially has the charisma in his own Trumpian way there's of course a huge negative attached to him so you just had a situation where so many people in the country were completely turned off by both of them
0: mm-hmm yeah, I, I I saw that, you know, uh, doing this show for the last year and a half, talk, not, I wouldn't call it covering, but talking about the election and seeing these candidates come forth. And, you know, I definitely would have, it, it was a tough call. And I, the, the one thing I took away from this election while I was watching it unfold is like, man, am I glad that my opinion means nothing when it comes to this ele- It's a tough call. <laughs> It's a tough call if you it's actually not a tough call, but it's still like a it, it still ruffles your feathers because the only reason you're voting for one candidate over another is because the one candidate is just this terrible terrible person and I cannot I, I cannot understate that enough like what Jimmy's saying about Trump absolutely true like I think most if not all people we've had on this show in the last four years does not like Trump well I guess a year and a half ago all the episodes before that we just we didn't really talk about him because he was just a reality
1: star I don't even know he couldn't take it seriously when he first came down those well, escalator stairs talking about <laughs> raping Mexicans and all but, but that's the other thing
0: <laughs> the that other is thing crazy. is crazy when we started talking about Trump running and this is the, my biggest takeaway is that I think the biggest <clears throat> thing that everybody did around the world around America America itself was didn't give him a chance and basically said like don't worry about him He's not going to get in. Don't worry. He's not even going to make it to the primaries. Don't worry. He's not going to win the primaries. Don't worry. He's not going to win the election. And he just kept proving us wrong. And I feel like when you, with the situ, with the way he was getting voters riled up and getting supporters riled up, the one thing that you shouldn't have been doing was, and we were very, I was very guilty of this because I kept saying, I kept saying, no, there's no way he's going to get in. It's impossible. Uh, was just saying over and over again, like there's no way he's going to get in. I think that made it, and I'm not saying sleeping with the elephant is to blame, because there are far bigger
1: media outlets out there. The uh, no Wayman, <laughs> he's cutting edge shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, all, all us and our hundred downloaders. Those hundred.
0: They talk to people though. They're they're high influencers. Mm-hmm, these hundred mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like a lot of news outlets saying like it's like even watching NBC on election night. Even though it was going downhill, they were still saying, well, Hillary has this and this option and this. Even after they called Florida, they were still
1: going through these options. And I think it's just because everybody couldn't believe it could happen. Well, and to be honest, as as somebody who just generally hates all things American politics, especially when it comes to their media and their bizarre bias towards the, the norm and how there isn't really anything resembling journalism anymore that isn't from like frontline or or even to a degree politico or those kind of websites <clears throat> um we're sleeping with the elephant it was yeah we're sleeping with the elephant like breaking news day in day out. no we're super biased unfortunately <laughs> keep it here
2: <laughs> tune in
1: folks um it was a thing of beauty to watch it go down at first i was CBS was crying.
0: There oh. were people on the anchors were crying and holding back tears. But, but that's
1: that like uh, inherent uh, elitism that comes with that group of people where they live in this fucked up bubble where they don't understand that uh, again, going back to what I was saying before, this election had every much to do with the motivation of um, getting the the weird alt-right uh, back into the political sphere as it did to just alienate a massive amount of the population who just said, fuck it, I don't care. I don't want I, to agree with either one of these people. And my way of telling you, or my way of giving it to the system is to just say, neither one of these people... To a giant, giant racist wrench into the gears, is what you're saying. No, I think it was a giant, um, I, like, they're... <laughs> There was a very small racist uh, wrench that wound its way into the cogs that fucked the whole thing up. Had very small hands. That's what you call the 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 claw bit of the wrench, right? (laughs) But it was (laughs) but it was all of the other tools that were there that could have stopped that wrench from completely fucking up the engine. Like Ted Cruz, that just yeah, like Ted Cruz, like the (laughs) fucking Zodiac killer that decided to stand back and just say, "I don't want anything to do with this thing." I'm going to step back and let you guys figure it out.
2: I mean, to be fair to the, everybody that was thinking Trump would never get as far as he did, it did take a very unique set of circumstances for him to first do well in the primary, then win the primary, then win the election. But to his credit, he identified a weakness in the political system that nobody else was really speaking to, and he ran with it. He figured out how to speak to those people, and he took full advantage of the mistakes of everybody else around him.
1: Oh, and so, so, Jimmy, you said you voted for Clinton,
2: so what did you vote for? Well, I mean, for the most part, I would say I probably lean more towards the Democratic side anyway. I'm not registered to a party, but I do particularly dislike various elements of the Republican platform these days. In this specific election... First and foremost, I voted against Trump and what he was representing, essentially the movement he was starting. I mean, not so much the anti-establishment movement, but the whole racist, xenophobic, misogynist, bigoted, all that crap, all those people that were supporting him you know, from the alt-right. That is just – it's just a terrible, terrible side of this country, and he was giving them legitimacy, so which I think- is something that regardless of politics – regardless of what you think of someone's policies, should just never, ever happen. Which is is the, I
1: think what you just said is exactly why the vote wound up the way that it did, is because folks on that side had something to vote for, whereas everyone on the other side only had something to vote against.
2: Yeah, Clinton did not provide an effective counterweight to Trump. Stronger together. What the fuck does that mean? Um, yeah. means don't I mean, vote Trump. For that's exactly all, what it means. Her standpoint yeah. was, I mean, her, not she, him! Come on! <laughs> not this
1: fucking guy! Don't... I'll that, figure, that I'll figure part part it out when I get part 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 there, part part is, but not this fucking guy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was her campaign for the most part, which, was it was the right way to do it, because standing on her own as candidates not a very good idea for her, to be honest. Right. But that's a problem, because Trump did have a... He did tap into a fairly passionate side of the American electorate, so she needed to be able to do something to inspire um, essentially people to go against that, either to come out for her against that, or to not support Trump because of the negatives he was bringing, and she couldn't do it, because she is not remotely charismatic, which was a big problem for her in 2008 when she lost to Obama in the primaries, yeah. and she has just all kinds of problems, it's funny, I, the other night I was talking to somebody in Discord about Clinton. I was referring to her as being a crappy candidate, and they were asking me, you know, what are the reasons she's so flawed and such. So I figured, okay, I'll write it out. It should just take a couple minutes. Hmm. I was probably writing for 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a massive, massive list of all the yeah. things that she's accused of, that people have doubts about her because of, um, all the scandals, all the accusations, all that stuff. There were so many freaking things. She should not have been anywhere close to the nomination for presidency, and yet they, her party, essentially said, "Yes, you're our person. We're going to do everything we can to make sure you get the the candidacy." But there Which was also was, a there was a, that's a mistake. Uh, there was a degree of hubris that was involved with that, wherein,
1: uh, at least from living up here and watching the news, and especially for the last well uh, eight years now since. Uh, 2008, it definitely felt like there was a degree wherein she lost in 2008, but she was automatically at that point being told, Well, it's okay. You earned it next go around.
2: Yeah, and so she was supposed to be the candidate in 2008, but exactly Obama came out of nowhere and was so strong and was, you know, he was accept much more acceptable to the party elites and the establishment than Sanders is. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: It, it, it's just, it's it's interesting when you look back, it's been a week, and a lot has happened since the election. Uh, you know, it started with Trump as president, people reacting, uh, there have been protests, there's been uh, announcements of cabinet. I think there are announcements, they're coming from everywhere. I don't know if they're actually official announcements, they're just people saying like, guys, the devil is going to be the environment minister, it's going to be horrible. <laughs> And and that's that's what's happening right now is a lot of these uh, a lot of these staffers that he's hiring, um, it's it's, it's kind of weird. Like uh, they it's very negative. Um, I think one guy they're saying is like a like a nationalist racist something or other. Like the uh, chief of yes. staff.
1: Yeah, he was the uh, former head of Breitbart. Uh, what's his name? Yes. Last time I heard, it was Steve Bannon. 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 <laughs> Bannon.
2: Yeah. Bannon. Bannon. Yeah. Baron. yes he is trump's chief strategist his chief of staff is ryan supremus the yeah. former head, head of, the, of the or the current head of the republican national committee yeah oh, who's a you know, very mainstream republican that's good but right? bannon is a very bad person okay well he, that's he represents bad. the alt-right
1: so i guess uh in the in the lieu of all of this the one thing that you know, north of the border and i don't entirely agree with it is this uh, notion that and I think it's mainly because it's coming from the usual news sources, which are completely full of shit, um, is that the U.S. is somehow this giant divided country uh, as a result of this election. And personally, I don't believe that, principally because of the incredibly low voter turnout. And I don't think that it's necessarily divided so much as it is confused. But how do you feel about that?
2: That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I mean, there is... I mean, honestly, we've been a pretty divided country for a while now. Um, there's a lot of anger towards the other side from both mm-hmm. sides. Um, it's very hard to actually get things done in Washington these days because there's such a partisan divide. But I don't think this election is a, at least not a massive change from that. There's obviously a lot of anger right now. Like you said, a lot of confusion. But I think that's going to die down somewhat mm-hmm. as time goes on and there's a lot of i mean for a lot of people it's just kind of okay trump is president can't do anything about that so that's just the way it's going to be we're gonna have to wait and see what he actually does because let's be honest we don't really have a damn clue what trump is going to do as president fair he his policies during the campaign were very light for the most part most of like grand statements like build the wall and that wall is not happening anyway so yeah. whatever so we don't actually know what he's going to do. And we're going to have to wait and see. It's funny, it could be a, crazy. It could be somewhat normal as a, you know, a uh, head of state. We just don't know. I had a I had a bizarre defense of that wall
1: uh, with a family member uh, this <laughs> past weekend, which again, like I can't believe I was standing in defense of that, but it was um, like but the US right now in the current state of where it's at this has historically happened before. And usually in the state wherein um, there's that kind of, well, actually, there's never been this kind of economic gap. But in a, in, in the kind of sort of borderline recession and or recession that it's been in in the past, the country has always turned to the government for large infrastructure investments and employment opportunities as a result of those infrastructure investments. Again, I'm going back to like the interstate Oh, the Hoover Dam was another one.
2: Um, yep. A lot of the stuff from the New Deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, from yeah, get out of the Great Depression.
1: There you go. The New Deal is the ultimate uh, version of that. And the wall would actually be one of those opportunities. <laughs> but then they'd have to pay for it. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. They you you guys can totally afford it. You just need to like skim a trillion dollars <laughs> off your military spending, and you can it. Totally but afford how is he going to kick
0: ISIS's butt? Because that's <laughs> one of his policies that came up later in his. Uh... In his campaign, now he kind of dropped the wall. I don't think he seriously talked about the wall once he won the primaries. No, he kind yes. of like fell into just. It still
2: came up. It still came up sometimes, but mm. since then, since he's actually won, it's been very limited. He's actually said he's not even like. Yeah, he's, he's not even like, going to entertain. He's it. not non-committal about it. Yeah, it was just. I don't think it's going to happen. Now, one thing he has talked about is putting together some sort of like big infrastructure spending package for stuff like what Loic was saying, you know, getting people working. Um, unfortunately, one of the things he's touted as a, his idea is to privatize a large part of it, which is just a terrible idea. But it is at least his head is kind of in the right place on that. It's, it's um, odd unfortunately, to... the, the, re- the heads of the Republican <coughs> Party in the House and Senate have kind of downplayed that idea they want to talk about other stuff like repealing obamacare and whatever other, whatever other crap is their priorities but maybe maybe something will happen as far as infrastructure spending hopefully but it is a wall would be a stupid way to do it yeah, absolutely there's a lot better ways <laughs> there's a lot better things you could spend infrastructure spending on than a stupid wall on the border it's <laughs> interesting to hear yeah, Mexico,
1: what what has like largely that. been the hardest alt-right candidate the u.s. has Seen in decades, to as soon as he's elected, take little sidesteps and <laughs> jaunt a little over to what is uh, a pretty socialist standpoint in <laughs> having social spending to uh, to generate jobs.
2: Well, he, well, the thing is, Trump is not a conservative. No, he's not. He's right. not even a Republican. He joined yeah. the Republican Party so he could run for president <clears throat> under their banner. Mm-hmm. He is. He said all kinds of things during his campaign that upset people in the Republican Party because. They don't match what they actually believe. Well, like he so was it's against be, it's defunding actually very Medicare. interesting to see. Sorry, go
1: ahead. Uh, sorry, he was against and still is against defunding Medicare, which is. Well,
0: he had that hour and a half talk, conversation with Obama, which, which to me, like, oh my gosh, this is happening! Like he's actually turning into a human being again, uh, but that didn't last long. So he he had that conversation and he talked about you know he's not going to, re- he's not going to immediately repeal. Like pull back Obamacare, but he's going to like pick it apart and replace it. I think on CNN the way he put it was we'll take it out and we'll replace it. We're not gonna have a two day turnover. it'll be instantaneous yeah you know, and I don't think he knows how government works because nothing works that way, but uh, it, it's interesting to see him sort of come back I mean maybe the way he sees it is like, I'm here for four years, I'm doing this for four years and I'm not doing I'm not running for another term so I'm just gonna. Do what I got to do. I'm not gonna run the presidency for my first term that gets me reelected for a second term. I'm just gonna gonna go for the whole and hope it works, you know. And uh, I don't know. I think we've seen that in just the talking that he's been doing. And I don't know, Jim. I haven't really been paying a lot about it, I'm paying attention to it a lot because everybody's talking about it. I've kind of been staying away from Twitter and Facebook for the most part. But do we? Do you feel, do we feel like Trump has been less, I don't know, um, of a terrible person lately? Like, he has he sort of trimmed back a bit, or do, is he still being a terrible person? I just generally oh. don't know, because I haven't
2: been paying attention. <laughs> oh, no, he has been much calmer, more rational-seeming. Okay. I mean, this is actually what I, this is completely what I expected, that once he actually, you know, since he did end up winning, is that I do believe he's going to try to honestly do the best job he can as he views it. I may not agree with a lot of those views, but I think he is going to try to be a legitimate president, be a good president. Um, I think that, I mean, the job has a lot of weight to it, and I think that is going to, is already affecting him. He realized the amount of responsibility that he has. (laughs) So I think that he is at least going to try to be rational calm as best as trump can ever be calm and i think we've seen that already which is the way he is not been yelling about you know building the wall how he's talked to been very complimentary of obama in his talks with him um how he's just been you know essentially going about this process with a at least it appears to be largely rational outside of appointing steve bannon to a major <laughs> position in the white house yeah so I don't know. I mean, a lot of people are still just really upset and really worried about a lot of things with him, um, particularly not so much his general policies, but the whole alt-right movement that sprung up around him. Um, obviously, a lot of people in the LGBT community are very concerned. Um, not not really Trump specifically, because he is, I mean, honestly, even though he's pretended to be otherwise this past year, he's pretty socially liberal. Mm-hmm. But Mike Pence, oh yeah, the other reason, good reason to vote against Trump tickets is because Mike Pence Mike is a piece Pence. of shit. Yeah, fair. Yes, um, I, I get the and sense also that the Republican don't like Party me. in general is still very um, socially conservative in a lot of ways. there's still a strong push against things like gay rights,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and that is very concerning to a lot of people. Especially because Trump will be appointing a minimum of one Supreme Court justice. Mm-hmm possibly more, if more die or retire in the next four years. And if any liberal justices have to be replaced under Trump's uh, presidency, um, and he nominates a really conservative one that's going to swing the balance of the court. Because right now it's, until Scalia died, it was five conservatives, four liberals, but Anthony Kennedy, who's one of the conservatives, tended to be a swing vote that was fairly socially liberal. That's why stuff like Roe versus Wade, has stayed in effect. Um, that's why same-sex marriage got legalized because he um, he voted with the Democrats on the court or the, the liberals on the court for it. So as long as it, it's just a judge being nominated to replace Scalia, nothing really changes socially. I think that if somebody the, like Ginsburg retires or dies, then it's going to be essentially five staunch conservatives plus Kennedy versus only three liberals and. We don't know what's going to happen then. And that is very scary to a lot of people that it could affect.
1: I feel like um, a big part of what has kind of fallen apart in the States is reflected in the Supreme Court, in that um, it's been largely social changes that the Supreme Court has really been involved in. When, as usual in the last kind of 15, 20 years in the States, uh, state run politics is what actually affects the people living in those states on a day-to-day basis, whereas at the government or sort at the federal government level, it's much broader reaching but less direct impact until Obamacare while well, in all of the fun stuff with um, uh, well Citizens United and then prior to that the Patriot Act. Um, <clears throat> but the the debate that constantly rages around the Supreme Court, about uh, conservative versus liberal judges, is that bizarre battleground that shouldn't exist at that level? Like that, those yes. politics should have absolutely fuck all to do with the highest possible uh, legal voice in the country. That that shouldn't play a part. And yet, Anthony Scalia was a. a, a fucking just scumbag of a human being <laughs> if he touched little boys it would not shock me in the fucking least oh, dear, isn't he well, dead well, well, he's dead I,
2: but I don't I wanna, care <laughs> I want to say something about Scalia okay give her as far as his politics are concerned yes there's plenty of negatives um, as a person though he and Ruth Bader Ginsburg were actually extremely good friends she thought very highly of him as a person that disagreed on tons of stuff politically, and I actually have heard a lot of things from, like, in the wake of his death. A lot of people that, you know, kind of butted heads with him at times in the legal system were all very respectful of him as a person. Hmm. I th- so I there thought is, he was that good, for some reason.
0: <laughs> I, d- I didn't know any, I just
1: know when people talked about him, it's like, was, yeah. by you
2: know- pretty much all accounts, he was a good man, even if you really really disagreed with his policies
1: he always came across as that like really nice uncle who you don't put a beer or two in oh god <laughs> for fear of <laughs> the, the man is dead for fear of like the really fucking weird shit that's going to come out of his mouth oh dear
2: all right well uh okay but well, so, I do, I, yeah go ahead i do agree with Loic, though that <laughs> yes um, and of course judicial activism is a controversial subject in the u.s and it is true that on many issues, at least, you know, hot-button political issues, the court does pretty much always vote along party lines, or at least ideological lines. And that is a concern. You would hope that they would be interpreting things, you know, within, like, both the realm of the Constitution and prior precedent from other court cases. And it's hard to say whether they're really doing that. It does really seem to just come down to, you know, Liberals are voting for the liberal things, and the conservatives are voting conservatively, mm-hmm. and so the balance of essentially, it does become a balance of power thing, depending on who is president when a justice retires or dies. Um, that's actually something my dad felt about the decision to allow same-sex marriages. He has absolutely no pro- problem with the idea of gay marriage. He just didn't like the idea of the court, the Supreme Court, being the one to decide it. And there are a lot of people in the U.S. that feel that way. States' rights is a very big issue for some people. Of hmm. course, I oh. think state states' rights is a bit goofy because we're all in the same damn country. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of silly that we have major, major issues that could be different from state to state, but and that, that's a completely different subject entirely. And yeah.
1: that and and that therein lies, or I'm going to use uh, my own personal quote here. Okay, saying uh, therein squats the toad. In the difference between... That wasn't
0: nearly as bad as I
1: thought it was going to (laughs) be. That's a gooder. I love that
0: one. That's an old one. Darren squats the toad. Darren squats... That must be a Northern Northern Ontario thing. Darren squats the
1: toad. Oh, is it a song too? (laughs) Anyways, but... (laughs) Darren squats the toad in terms of the difference between... Say it again. United States, politics, and Canadian. Wherein, ultimately, we don't... uh, to to a large degree view ourselves as being different from coast to coast. We we allow the Supreme except Court Quebec. to make those decisions. Yeah, yeah except Quebec. See, Quebec well, doesn't count because they're back ass words.
0: Some of them still <laughs> see themselves as can like most of them there. still see themselves as Canadians. They are getting there. It's getting it, was, there. it was a it was a bad fifty years there. Well, bad however long they were there, I
1: guess. Well, there's, years. there's only two there's only two uh populations in Canada that have well, one population that has every right to disagree with everything that we ever do, and that's our First Nations people. And then another population that has, to a degree, some sort of stand, sort of, as to disagreeing with us, and that's uh, Quebec. Um, but that, I wanted to ask you just a Is it okay if I just ask this question as a closer for this whole discussion? Yeah, sure, yeah. Jimmy, are you I, okay with that?
2: I the audio cut out a little bit but go oh ahead sorry say whatever it. You want say.
1: I, I wanted to i wanted to just close out this whole election brouhaha with yeah a, we'll get into a, some fun stuff a, some yeah we'll get into some fun stuff but i just wanted to ask a pretty straightforward question
0: okay what is a squatting
1: toad yeah no okay <laughs> Darren squats the toad it's a beautiful thing um <laughs> It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. So, Is it? <laughs> huge. Huge. Are so you going to have a hat that says Darren squats the Toad? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be our first Sleeping with the Elephant merch. Yeah. yeah make America's Squatting Toad great again. So, um, Wednesday in the office, Ryan and I worked together, uh, was a pretty. Oh, after the election. Yeah. Wednesday after the election was a pretty desolate hellscape.
0: I think everybody in the office was a little, like. Shocked, shocked, and, yeah. and and just online. Uh, I wanted to uh, on that topic. I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you finish. But no, you might as well go in terms I want, of podcast. because no, I, I want
1: Jimmy to finish to I, the question. Yeah,
0: I, I think that um, Eric Muller has been on the show before. He does his podcast, his daily podcast, uh, Eric every day, and he put out an episode after the election, and it was just it was it was the complete opposite of his normal postings it was it was very depressing it was sad and it was all about the loss this this election and and the results of it and it was like i i think it kind of captured how uh, i was seeing people react on twitter and then in the office even canadians just walking around like we we going to deal with this person for the next 4 years i mean trudeau kind of handled it very trudeau-y
1: in saying did i did i tell you i i know the person who wrote his response no. Yeah, and oh. I asked the question, so did you like vomit in your mouth when you were writing that response? Did he read it
0: before <laughs> they send it out? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a very... It was good. It, it was, was just like, just, we look
1: forward to working with him because, hey, they're our neighbors. Just bravo. You done well, America. You did it. Thanks. We're going to... We look forward to working with you, blah, blah, blah. And I guess uh, they had a call. They had a conversation. He's going to come up here. I'm sure it'll be great. He'll skate on the Rideau Canal. Of course it's going to be great. It'll,
0: it'll be huge. It'll be huge. Uh, he's going to skate on the Rideau Canal just like Hillary did. Back in ninety ninety four ninety five, uh, but no, I I think I felt that through the internet, through podcasts, through uh, yeah, in the office as well. But anyways, Jimmy, wrap that wrap this up a about. I guess that.
1: my 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 question to you, Jimmy, was, what did your Wednesday look like?
2: My Wednesday at work was not even at work; just like the whole day. Of, uh, the whole day, well. I tend to be normally a very positive person. I'm mean, pretty much always in a good mood even when things aren't great, whatever. I try to you know, just not let things bother me. But Wednesday, I definitely did have trouble you know, staying in a great mood all day. I just felt a little bit down about the whole thing. At work, I may not talk to my coworkers much at all. I didn't talk politics with them even in the slightest overheard a, a, one conversation with a couple of people where they seem to be in favor of Trump winning. but In my workplace, actually a little weird because it's in a warehouse. So, you know, kind of blue-collar. So it's a bunch of, you know, blue-collar, working-class, kind of white guys. Some of which, at least, were probably, you know, in favor of Trump and all of his stuff. There's also a bunch of minorities, a bunch of Hispanics, um, a few black people. So they would... Almost certainly not be feeling so great about Trump, but you know I didn't talk to anybody about it, so I don't really know what anybody's opinions were. Mm-hmm. But in general, I I spent a lot of time online reading people's reactions, um, feeling I mean feeling kind of crappy because, I mean I am a straight white, culturally Christian male, so I am not going to be at least directly affected by most of the crap from Trump and the you know. Alt right supporters that he's kind of, you know, emboldened through his election. Unfortunately, I do know a lot, well, not unfortunately, I mean, I'm glad I know these people, but unfortunately, a lot of my friends are not in the same position I am. And of course, they are very worried. And I'm worried because I know some of this stuff could reflect really negatively upon them. And that, you know, just makes me feel sad Mm -hmm. because they could be facing some tough times because of this.
0: Yeah, and and not just. From the administration, but from people reacting to things the administration is saying and putting out there, and we've we've yep. seen that in the news. And it's just it's it's crazy. Like I, our countries have always been different, but on in the last week, and I agree with you, Jim. Uh, you know, having friends who are part of the LGBT community being very not necessarily citing specific examples, except for you know names involved. But because they actually don't have power yet. But when they do have power, there's that serious concern, you know, that's that things will at the very least, the rights that they gained over the last eight years might be clawed back, uh, which is is scary because when your country starts to make some progress, you hope that's sort of like what's opening the floodgates for not just progress, but a solution. Uh, And when you look at Canada just today, they announced uh, Trudeau had announced an advisor that he had selected for the LGBT two. T Q2. They Q-t- keep adding to I I, I I apologize everybody. They keep adding <clears throat> to it. I've not kept up on it. But that community in and appointing an advisor who, who will be helping sort of make make this country better in that light. And it's just a stern opposite. And I think I don't know about our right, but I'm I'm pretty sure our right like considers uh you know wants to uh, Further that community and help them? No, not really. Low shaking his head. I'm just trying to think back to Harper's years and if he ever
1: even once mentioned it. But, I, but I to be frank, like I don't mind social discourse, discourse, discourse over uh, social issues, because um, we'll always disagree on things, right? Like I, I was, I, I was reading a, um, something from somebody that I used to go to school with who now lives in the states and he was riling on and on and on on wednesday about how happy he was for the trump victory because it's a blow against the uh what's that stupid acronym they're using now the social justice warrior SJW. sjw yeah whatever that 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 shit and then political correctness and all this other crap and you said was a friend though right yeah it was okay I mean, I'm still friends with him on Facebook. That doesn't mean much these days. Oh my god, he's got super Instagram pics. Um, yeah, but, uh, you don't have to be his friend on Instagram. No. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Anyways, I'm not going to interrupt. I don't mind disagreeing with people on social issues. That's fine. Um, if, if you don't want homosexuals to be able to get married, that's fine. Uh, if you uh, don't believe that uh, medicine should be uh, socialized, that's also fine. You can believe whatever the hell you want. It's when, and, and the left was, has been very, very guilty of doing this for the last, um, maybe not eight years, but at least I'd say probably the last six years, is um, they've been emboldened by um, the uh, liberal media and, uh, it is. and and the left in general by, um, by being bullies. Like they've become bullies in this very weird way. We're we're not open. Or I say we because I'm ultimately part of that. Um, we're not open to that social discourse of listening to somebody who doesn't agree with you, and instead tell him that they're fucking bigots and they're they're this that and the other thing, and. While they may have views that don't entirely line up with yours, it doesn't mean that they aren't coming from a uh, a historic standpoint that isn't in line with yours. And I think back to the people that I know uh, from the community that I'm from, and you're not talking about, and I'm, this is not a knock against people from home. I love you guys. You're awesome. Are they listening? <laughs> Who the fuck knows, but
2: on they his have internet, being preemptive, in they, Ontario, have, right? okay. they have
1: internet. Yes, there you go. Whoop. Because <laughs> yes, they don't, um... hey, only once over the course of the show, that's not so <laughs> bad. True. They don't, um, uh, they're, they're not, for the most part, highly educated people that live in that town. <laughs> Jeez, that's worse than my internet comment. They're not uh, people who are uh, having to live with a lot of people from different ethnicities. Mm-hmm. Uh In fact, they only have to live with one other ethnic group, and it happens to be the most underprivileged ethnic group in Canada. However, um, it doesn't mean that they're still not capable of being incredibly racist people. And it's not to say that I agree with them, but I get it. Like, I get how you can be racist when you don't know any better. And for the left, especially when you listen to the politics that happened as uh, came out in this election that was just pushed that much more to the fore was um you had this sense that there was this push from they called it in post election stuff the elitist coast um who comes up with is it CNN that comes up with But I, I don't think it's that far off because that's ultimately where I, I mean I think about everything that I hate for the most part in Canada boils down to politics that come out of Toronto because it's people who don't know a lot about anything outside or don't know anything about outside of living in urban centers. Right. Because they're not forced to be exposed to those things. So they live in this bizarre cocoon where everything's multi-ethnic. Everything has to be open to everybody else's opinions and feelings and blah, 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 blah. And then when you have groups that live outside of that, like say rural America, that don't have to be forced to deal with that and don't understand it. It doesn't mean that they're wrong to not believe that. It just means that they don't know any better. And you can't call them bigots and assholes and blah, 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 because who the fuck are you to tell them? You don't know that. You don't come from that. You don't understand
2: that. Here's
0: the thing. I know you can say... I'm not defending ignorance. I know. Ignorance. It's just that's what it is. But what I'm saying is basically like we should all be decent enough folks that when someone says... You know, and I get this with Trudeau, and I know a lot of people won't agree with me, and they, they a lot of people who now agree with me that he's been elected, uh, but didn't agree with me when he was in, the, he was running for prime minister. I said to, he just seems like he explains things properly. You know, what are you looking at? Just time. That's all. Okay, it's fine. Don't worry. We're going to wrap this up and we're going to move into one more thing and <laughs> Well, on the show. Like, I honestly my last th- finishing
1: question turned into a debate. <laughs> I
0: didn't honestly think we would go this far on just the fact that Trump... I should have known really, better. Really? You thought, you thought we would? This is like BlizzCon all over again on <laughs> yeah, Game sorry, Reset, It's like,
1: there's no way we'll talk about it for an hour and a half. Who's going to talk about the fucking most monumental election in Anyways, American politics in I, ages?
0: I feel like Trudeau has done this really well where he, he explains... He says, here's what we're going to do, and here's why we're going to do it. So legalization of marijuana, legalization, you know, bringing in more LGBT uh, rights. He kind of explains He explains what we're doing, and he explains why we're doing it. And the best way to explain why is that these people deserve these rights as much as you do. But I'll now, also say that— When you talk that- about gay marriage, it's like, it doesn't matter if you don't understand. I'm going to explain to you why you should understand. And like you say, educate them as to why— Two men, two women,
1: two toasters getting married. That's, that's a terrible joke. And there's but. also, but there's also like a fundamental, sorry, Jimmy, I'm harping here. There's also a fundamental difference too in this regard, which is in Canada, we don't have that uh, extreme religious element to our population. We do, but they're very, very minor and it's not inherently tied to the blue collar working class
0: right it's, i mean there are, there are religious people but honestly it's so most of those religious so people fringe are, are ah, i shouldn't say this i mean i grew up my family's very religious my wife's family very religious and i butt heads with them all the time and i you know i basically have to say to them like, who are you to vote against someone who who wants you know uh to call it xmas instead of christmas who are you to vote against and that's a that's a, a pg example but like just having these conversations and really it's just like you have to remind these folks like you're religious, be the better person. I don't you, you may not understand it, but it's making them happy and this should be that should be important to you as a religious person. but I feel like maybe in the states it's different where if you're religious it's like it's like voting for your party It's like doesn't matter if you have some reservations you got to vote with the party so you got to mm-hmm. vote with Christianity you have to vote with the Republicans. I don't know. I mean, we won't have to worry about it for at least another year until they start the elections up again. Because I feel like the Democrats are going to start like grooming someone in the next six months, uh, really getting them out there, getting some face time with the people. So, uh, all okay. right, I'm done. I'm going to do my way. last
1: last one. Did you haven't even had? He hasn't spoken in like <laughs> I, twenty minutes. I, but that's this is my point. I'm asking Jimmy a question. Here. Oh, okay, perfect. So, Jimmy, do you feel like uh, this is an opportunity for the states to finally move beyond the two party system?
2: Um, in theory, yes. In reality, no. It's not going to change anything, right? Um, as far as the previous conversation, <clears throat> I mean, we don't have we don't have time to go into the full conversation. This wish that this would be, so I'll just make a few quick points. Mm-hmm. One thing, Ryan, the Xmas versus Christmas thing. You should actually look that up, so you actually have some talking points on that. Because I don't remember exactly, but essentially, the X is an like old Greek thing or whatever, maybe not Greek. I don't know some old thing that essentially stands for Christ. Right. So Xmas is actually the same thing as Christmas. Somebody that's like complaining about it is stupid. So
0: you can can you prepare me some it. cue cards because I'm going to need those on Christmas Eve. Oh, I, I don't do actually that- know anything about it. I've just read this stuff. I'm just joking. I'll go. It. Honestly, it's it's <laughs> um, weird it, having that conversation with people. And uh, Christmas is coming. I'm sure we'll. Well, maybe that's something we'll do is we'll have some conversations about that. We'll have you back on. I've talked to a few people about doing some... December's going to be a Christmas month, folks, so so strap in for that one. But uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that. And really, it's just the offense people take is that you're shortening it. You're taking the Christ out of Christmas, you know? (laughs) And it's like, nah, I'm pretty sure I'm just saying Xmas, guys. Let's just, you know, like... You have we the all fucking means. yeah, I know we all know what it means. Plus, you have the fucking like Coca-Cola bottle with Santa Claus on it. Like <laughs> you can't have it both ways. You know, like Jesus Christ isn't like Baby Jesus and walking in and, and giving you some gifts. It's a fucking white guy with with a beard. You know, so don't yell at me for taking the Christ at the Christmas because you did that with your giant inflatable snowman in front. Like okay, sorry. Right. Keep going.
2: Um, as for uh, Loic's whole point before. Mm-hmm. I do agree with him to an extent that the backlash against people whose views aren't viewed as you know sufficiently socially liberal can be a bit much and definitely can be a bit mean. Mm-hmm. That's something we have to realize that you know we're asking them to be nice to the people they disagree with, and we need to do the same in turn. The, pro- the people I do have a problem with are the ones that essentially you know people like Mike Pence who think that the US should essentially be run as a Christian theocracy. Do they basically think that, you know, religious liberty means that liberty for Christians to be able to do whatever they want within how they view their religion. Mm-hmm. That was the whole thing with his stupid you know, legalized discrimination bill in Indiana that he signed that was basically you know, until they amended it after all the outcry, was giving Christians or people of any religion the right that well, then the point of it was to allow Christians to deny services to gay people based on religion. Yes. That's not religious freedom. That is discrimination. Yeah. Religious freedom means that you can be, you can believe in whatever religion, you can practice it however you wish as long as it doesn't have negative effects on other people. Yep. And that is the big problem I have with people like Pence, is that they think that their religion is the way the country should be run and they should be able to treat other people poorly and deny them things based on their own version of Christianity.
1: So uh, I'm going to interrupt here for two seconds, but we had an interesting story that came through today in Canada. And uh, there was a school out west in BC um, where a uh, teacher decided to allow um, a a member of a local First Nations group come in and do what is called a smudge. Um, Same thing I think exists in some of the um tribes in Northern America. Um wherein it's, it's basically like a I'm trying to think of what it would be equivalent of in catholicism they walk around with that thing that smokes <laughs> i don't know what the hell incense yeah <laughs> incense and it like you know they're using you're bringing it back to, like flashbacks to bless people and some shit he swings the little thing and yeah, the smoke comes out and exactly it sounds terrible right. it smells like old people yeah right? i understand okay so i've been there before it's it's not the native <laughs> it's not the first nations version of that um it's it's a much more spiritual um it's not like Ash Wednesday where they put, like... Oh, good lord, no. Okay. You've been a no part of a, a, a smudge, haven't you? I have not. I've oh. seen pictures. From... So, um, you burn sacred herbs in uh, uh, some sort of crucible. Usually it's a, uh, a, uh, a turtle shell. Neat. And then you fan it with a feather. Uh, and then you typically wash yourself with the smoke. Um, and then you cleanse oh. yourself by doing so. mm mm-hmm. um, but uh, they also do this at times to cleanse rooms of uh, bad mojo, essentially. So, like the exorcist. Yeah. Except, like, it smells really fucking good. Oh, well, then that's <laughs> way better than the Catholicism yeah. <laughs> version. <laughs> so like. They burn, like, tobacco, sage, sweetgrass, grass. Oh, that sounds cedar. fantastic. Oh, it's just a, oh, it's such a beautiful smell. Anyways, so they, 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 they were doing this in a classroom out west in B.C., I already know where this is going. I you, read the story. Can, you can
0: pretty much guess. This, this country has a weird like issue with as soon as First Nations is injected anywhere, whether it's just in the conversation or
1: politics or yeah. activities, like people just go off. So, and anyways, I'll let you finish. Shockingly, a yeah. Christian uh, family uh, heard that uh, their I think it was son uh, was quote forced to take part in this, and we're talking about like a five-year-old, um, to take part in this, quote, ritual, uh, and said that it was against their freedom of religion uh, to have to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And so now it's before the, the, the BC Supreme Court. Oh, really? Let that sink in. Christians are telling was it a catholic school first nations school? people no 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 it was oh. a public school okay are telling first nations people that they can't push their <laughs> okay now their I beliefs on poor well, i would just be wrong. white christians that would be horrendous right you know, christians that's that not even fuck. like yeah i it's
0: it's I, there there are things like that that pop up in this country a lot and uh in every country for that matter and um, so a, 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 I don't even remember what we were talking about before. Oh, you interrupted
1: him huh? I, did, I did. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> we're gonna finish the show. We are. We are. So, Loic, do you have anything else to say on that topic?
1: Oh, I have so much
0: to say. We, on that topic. Know, but I, I just
1: can't. So we'll do yeah, a 12 part series. Say, <laughs> I agree. Jim, we should act we act should definitely know, have you is. back on. And and I'm I don't know why I'm inviting you. It's Ryan's podcast. <laughs> No, can't do this again. <laughs> we don't even need to share earbuds.
0: I'm gonna go play the NES Mini downstairs, and uh, no, uh, yes, we'll have both of you back on, <laughs> and uh, maybe we'll get some headphone splitters so it's not as weird, and I don't like pull shit out of your. It's not ears. weird. It's, it it's didn't not pull weird. Shit out it, it's just my
1: fungal infection.
0: Good thing these are your. Wait, there are your headphones. Yes. Too. Anyways, yeah, it's been a long, uh, uh, a good episode of discussions, and I think we've had a lot of back and forth, and I think we've, we've, uh, we've sort of experienced the fact, yes, stop pointing at the notes. I'm I can...
1: just, I'm just not, I'm not doing anything.
0: So anyways, <laughs> what we're going to end this on uh, is basically the fact that there's some great memes going around uh, with the Joe Biden, Joe Biden memes about Donald Trump and stuff, and they're very visual, even though like it's one photo with a bunch of text. Uh, but they're like, for example, one is, uh, it's like, uh, it's, uh, so the first one here in this Huffington Post, again, it's very visual, so I'm just going to read it and then people can go check these out. Uh, Joe, yes, that was me. Obama, please stop. Joe, I will not stop. This room will smell so bad when he gets here. Obama, Joe, Joe, nope. So again, it's just, that's not even the best one.
2: No. There are so many good ones and it's, I mean... And it also, it really works because by all accounts, including their own, Biden and Obama are just like such good friends, Yeah. which is very unusual for, you know, presidents and vice presidents. Normally, it's just very much a working relationship, sometimes not even a very happy working relationship. It's well known that, you know, Bill Clinton and Al Gore just did not like each other at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but these guys, are just super good friends, just super cool, and... That's, you know, politics aside, I hope a lot of people, even if they completely disagree with Obama and bind all their policies, just can actually, you know, set aside all that stuff and just recognize that they have led this country with, you know, class and dignity for the last eight years. And have been a tremendous example to everybody as leaders, as husbands and fathers, and no matter who would end up winning in this election, either Clinton or Trump or Trump. It was going to be a major, major downgrade in the quality of people we have in the White House. And that's just very unfortunate that we are losing people of that caliber and having them replaced by someone so much less than them.
0: Yeah, no, I I think that's a a very good point in that uh, the positivity of the last eight years and even the, the... the small bromance that that blossomed over the last year between Obama and Trudeau was kind of like, finally, we have a prime minister and a president that align and are able to get along. And uh, I was hoping for more of that. I didn't think Hillary was going to continue that and run with that banner. Like, she didn't seem oh, definitely like, not. like the kind of person to really, like, get chummy with leaders. But uh, I don't know. Maybe Maybe Trump and Trudeau will be able to, you know, at least... Meet halfway? No? We're going to
1: win thumb wart nah. every time. Yeah. But,
0: uh, yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see. But uh, here's another good one. Obama, did you replace all the toiletries with uh, travel-sized bottles? Biden. He's got tiny hands, Barack. I just want him to feel welcome. Again, these are this is a selection. There's some good ones here. They're using mainly the same photos, which is crazy. Um, yeah. But anyways, good stuff. Great episode. Uh, we're going to skip the rest of these stories, and we're just going to head into the outro because... You're right. Well, we I should I'm have just.
2: Canada's Donald Trump.
0: Do we?
1: Want...
2: <laughs> Who? Trump's
1: last A- hour. We we actually uh, we happen to have one. Well, okay, quickly, quickly. I, uh,
2: I did have one point I wanted to make on that. from sure. I think the bottom of that article is that this lady was Kelly Lich. Lich. Okay, Lich. She is currently in the lead of people yep. to be. Um, the next leader of the conservative party, Yep. but it's only with like where was it here 19%. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's interesting to me and that it relates to Trump himself is the next sentence is a pack of other containers aren't far behind 14%, 12%, and two other people are tied at 11%. That is how Trump won the primary because mm-hmm. there was a field of 17 different candidates and there was so much vote splitting that he was able to get a, a lead early and even all the way towards the end. There was still like no unification within the party, even though nobody like most people didn't like Trump. They were all split on who they actually did like, and nobody would like get out of the way and just say, "Okay, we will rally behind Rubio or Cruz or Kasich." And that's how Trump ended up winning, even with only like thirty-five to forty percent of the Republican Party supporting him, or at mm-hmm. least Republican voters supporting him. And if a similar thing happens in Canada. With these four different people all staying in the whole time, splitting the you know more rational vote among them, then that's how people like Kelly Lich get in leadership. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's... she's not gonna have. She might. She might only get twenty to thirty percent of people behind her, but if all the other votes are split among other people, she could end up winning, which would probably not be a good thing for Canada. No. Well,
1: the the nice thing about um, Canada is um, a, a fair. Reason why the conservatives got their asses absolutely handed to them in the last go around was uh, in the last year or so of uh, Harper's uh, let's call it Tea Party. He uh, he went full Tea Party and uh, started to uh, ask for things like a uh, or, or not even ask for things, but he started to talk about old Canadians. Uh, versus new Canadians and old Canadian blood versus new Canadian blood and how we needed to uh really seek out old Canadian blood. Uh and it was this very straight yeah. Oh you didn't remember this? No. Yeah. And then there was also the um I mean I kinda like zoned him out. <laughs> what was that other fucking thing? They uh they had a uh, a helpline.
0: Oh, I do remember the,
1: the uh, that that was uh set up for fuck what did they call it? Was it terrorism? No, 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 no. It was implicitly for uh, people to call in against um, folks that were trying to institute Sharia law. Oh, abuse? Uh, oh, God. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, what the hell was it called? It was like an abuse hotline. So it was an abuse hotline, but specifically directed at uh, neighbors calling in neighbors, uh, basically who were Muslim. Oh, and This okay. um, so was a Muslim hotline it was a muslim hotline it was super fucked up and in canada that just like does not fucking fly and there was such pushback against that and it was this obscene he was also against the head the the head
0: headgear or not, i should uh, call he it was against gear. the hijab he was against headwear shit yeah like you had to take it off for your for your photos yeah and honestly like I know people that would be fond of voting for someone who says they want to propose a Canadian values test for new immigrants. And I always tell those people that like, that's a terrible idea. If we didn't let immigrants in, then we would not have a, we, you wouldn't be here. Like
2: uh, the people. Go ahead, Jim. One of the, my favorite memes I've ever seen as far as like, you know, political type stuff goes is of a native American Indian chief. Yeah. And it just says, "Oh, you're against legal immigration. Great. When do you leave?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's exactly what all of us white people are, illegal immigrants that came in to other people's lands and took over.
0: Yeah. We I mean, took
2: all their jobs
0: it's it's crazy, right? Like it, it all depends on how far you want to go back, right? So when people so when Trump is going off about illegal immigrants, it's like, well, you came to this country at some point. I mean, whether it was your grandparents or your grandparents, grandparents, at some point you were you were an immigrant to this country and hey, it worked out for your family. He's got gold-plated chairs that he had on the, the yep. CNN interview. And it's just, honestly, I always say to these people, like I say, you know, is that really a Canadian thing or even like a nice thing to say, let alone being Canadian? Like, is it a nice thing to impose Canadian values tests or or, or force people to... You know, I've heard a lot of people say, like, hey, if you're going to live in the country, you got to, you know,
1: you got to be Canadian. It's like... But there's always a political, like... Um, um, okay, so I lived on Lake Superior forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. And um, on Lake Superior, there isn't a tide. There's something called a sesh. So the sesh is basically... Um, uh, the point wherein the prevailing winds can no longer hold the weight of the water on Lake Superior that it is pushed So the prevailing wind on Lake Superior is almost always to the north. So it pushes all of the water out of the states up into the north. Mm -hmm. uh, And it raises the water level up pretty substantial until it can no longer sustain that mass. And then it just lets go. And it moves back out into the lake. So it's a fake tide. So I would like to say that to a degree, Canada has a social sesh relative to the states. So whenever there's something large that happens in the states there's a sesh that happens it's not a tide it doesn't come and move in and and shift things and move really the 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 social discussion in canada that much but what it does is it it tweaks the needle and i think that this kelly leach is an example of the social uh sesh that occurs in canada Mm -hmm. where you have this fucking bullshit that comes out of this alt-right crap that's happening in the states and it moves the needle so dramatically in the states that it's gonna tweak the needle a little bit in canada and cause fucktards like this to come out of the woodwork (laughs) because there's a certain degree of justification there because that sesh is there it's there to say hey you can be a fucking
0: nazi (laughs) (laughs) even in canada (laughs) It's true. It's true.
1: And the rest of Canada is like,
0: nope, no, no, no. Get Wow, that was loud. <laughs> Jimmy is probably like, who upset? Like a gunshot. <laughs> yeah, sorry,
1: that's what I said. Get here! Well, it was just me <laughs> shooting a, a warning shot off my porch.
0: I, I think like, but this is the same <laughs> thing we went through when when Trump said he was going to run for president. Said he. Then when he won the primaries, we were, and I know this is two
1: different countries we're but talking about. In fairness. It's the same thing that happened in 9-11. 9 Nine eleven. We went to war for no good goddamn reason as far as Canada is concerned and it was something we got dragged into much like the rest of apparently the world Europe but we did so on a very small level that we've still managed to pay for but it was that sesh that was like hey guess what you two can be a military
0: superpower you two can be warlike you that was Harper it. right yeah and it was yeah. under Harper yeah well I, I feel like so, so are we like I think it was, or was it Christian?
1: Uh It was Paul Martin.
0: Oh wow! Well. That doesn't matter. No one cares about Paul Martin.
1: Uh, <laughs> should now? <laughs>
0: <coughs> should we?
1: Well, I think it was Paul Martin. It might have been Crutching, but it doesn't matter.
0: Anyways, I I, I feel like uh, I, I I just don't want to be in that position again where I say there's no way they'll win, you know, because we did that for a year and a half and look where it got us. And I think that with this person, I think this is very scary to see someone like this. Make it to the top. I mean, I was scared before when that guy from Dragons Den was maybe going to be at the top of the conservative but, but party. But he was
1: but. a lot more legitimate, much like. Donald. Well, this, he's smarter. This chick is the Ted Cruz of the party versus uh, what the fuck is his name from Dragons Den? Oh, uh, Brian O'Leary. Yes, thank you, Brian O'Leary. He's the Donald Trump oh, big of fan. Dragons Den big fan. Big fan of Dragons Den, but he is he is Canada's Donald Trump, where he'll mm-hmm. just say and do whatever to get the business yeah, started. I don't earlier. think he actually. I don't think fucking he wants the. He doesn't want the job, just like Trump. He just wants the business card. Right. Or the paycheck, I guess.
0: So you said you were reading up on him. Did you. Did, did, how many seasons of Dragon's Den yeah, did you watch? Now? Um, I don't know
2: if it was. I've never seen any of the show. <laughs> um, maybe it was. Was it one of the articles? Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he's, I, I read about it. He, some, he, he's probably. I read in about somewhere episode. today. I. Uh, and my immediate thought was like, oh yeah, he should get along great with Trump because they're both yep. businessmen and reality TV stars. Yep. Yeah,
0: I mean he's a he's a he's a successful businessman. Um, I don't know if he's racist.
1: No, he's, he's as legitimate. Well, he he as...
0: just he's just he's he's on the show. He's very matter of fact, very forward, and like he, money, money, money.
1: But he also used to be on a CBC show called Power and Politics, oh, yeah. where he played the hyper right wing. It was, again, it was one of those it's legitimizing... right wing. Yeah, legitimizing the, the, the bullshit right wing side of things that is inherently counterintuitive to the normal discourse of people where it's like, in power and politics, they had somebody who's very reasonable on the left and then a complete fucking lunatic on the left. He does like to yell. And, or sorry, on the right. And um, it, it moves that discourse, right? It moves that normal everyday talk as in Canada, we only have really our major news network that everybody watches is CBC. Mm-hmm. And then there's the kind of shitty offshoots like CTV and... Um, That's global? Global, I guess. Is that the same thing? Global CTV? I don't know. No, but it's C- not the
0: same, but they're are, there are two different. Yeah.
1: That tells you how much I watch anything else. But I don't know. Uh, but in the States, it's like that discourse occurs on every fucking news network because that's all they do is just yell at each other about things that seemingly have no real honest to god reflection of how fucking unfortunate the rest of the american population is which is a bunch of fucking people who yeah okay jobs are going up but that doesn't mean that the income gap isn't shrinking at all and we're not talking about uh uh, middle class jobs increasing we're talking mm-hmm. about low income to poverty level jobs where people are still working two to three jobs just to fucking get by and these fucking cocksuckers on all of these sorry i get really worked up right? i can tell and these suckers because i can't stand watching it because it's such it's such a fucking bait and switch where all they talk about are things that will get people's fucking uh social uh, knickers in a knot where they start talking about you know homosexuals getting married and this that and the other thing and oh this, this, this big vote's coming up and this that and the other thing and it's like well how about you fucking talk about jobs how about you talk about how the economy is in, mm-hmm. in a complete state of flux and and even this election was another one of those things where uh, Donald Trump was the only one who managed to out of the two of them really talk somewhat seriously despite the fact that it's all bullshit About what's important to people, which is at the end of the day, they don't really fucking care that much about whether or not somebody is called queer or gay or bag so much as they really care about whether or not their kids have something to eat or whether or not they're going to slump down into a depression and wind up addicted to opioids and then eventually fucking heroin and pcp and crack and horrible Hmm. things like that and how a lot of folks that i in in throughout this election i was listening to um, um alternative stuff on youtube and they were interviewing people who it didn't matter what their political leanings were they were talking about how yeah you know i worked in this facility for 18 years and um uh, this guy right here, I, uh, I'm not pointing to the person, honestly, but I trained uh, this guy who's here on a work visa, who's willing to work for half of what I'm going to work for, and through government subsidies, uh, I had to train him, and now he's got my job. Hmm.
2: Neither party in the U.S. really represents or fights for the middle class anymore. Democratic Party is focused a lot more on lower class, getting those people out to vote. And the Republican Party is, and always, pretty much always has been, at least for decades, mostly about you know big corporations and rich people. That's pretty much what their economic plan always is: is if you make sure the corporations, the rich people have even more money, somehow that benefits everybody else, which I find very questionable in logic. But and yet, hey,
1: and yet in both the last three elections, the Democrats have vastly outspent the Republicans in donor donations to uh their elections
2: yeah well i mean campaign finance donations. is a campaign finance is a whole different disaster yeah <laughs> that
1: that and that that to me is more than anything when i was listening to bernie speak it was like yeah that's actually a fucking major problem
2: that you guys have yeah there was an absurd amount of money in politics well yeah it's really bad
0: it's something that we've touched on this show, and, and I believe when uh, not too long ago, like here locally, we had someone who went to jail for a whole day uh, until he got his appeal started for election overspending or election fraud, and uh, they were basically marginal.
2: marginal. Yeah, it was like money.
0: twenty thousand. He wrote a personal check for and, and lied about it, and basically that got him in the in the hot water. But it's it's crazy the difference between the two systems and again we could talk about this for the rest of the evening and i think we're gonna have to have you both on again to to converse more about this stuff but i i hate to cut us short uh not short but uh, hate to cut us off there but uh yeah. well, hey,
2: around here we we just elected a guy that wrote a twenty five thousand dollar personal check from his charitable foundation to bribe a, an american elected official he's president now it's great he did that is that a thing oh Oh, yeah. Um, well, you know the whole Trump University yeah. lawsuit and everything, right? Oh, right. Well, he, um, here in Florida, our Attorney General is named Pam Bondi. She's a Republican, and her office a few years ago was investigating whether or not to join the lawsuit against Trump University. There's apparently some people in Florida that are making claims about it. Um, right around that time, Trump made a $25,000 donation to her political camp- political campaign from his charitable foundation, which is illegal, and when that was discovered this year he had to pay it back and pay a fine. But, you know, very shortly after he made that donation to a campaign her office decided not to join the lawsuit. Wow. Of course, you can't prove anything. She says that it's just a coincidence, that it was had nothing to do with anything, but that sure as hell looks like a bribe to me.
1: Well, and that was like, uh, while Hillary was in the, again, this is just going back to those WikiLeaks, which were just... That's a whole other... It just like... never stopped, but it was like, there was a uh, a $6 million donation from the country of Qatar, sorry, not donation, gift, to Bill Clinton for his 61st birthday or something like that last year, Ooh. but that was while Hillary was the Secretary of State, and it was to Bill Clinton, which then got ciphered into the Clinton Foundation, and you're just like, come on.
0: Why would they like, accept that amount of money from another country?
1: But and, and
2: just well, this is on. why. It's that- this is why, even though, I mean, Trump's foundation is absolute garbage. It does very little charitable work. Trump donates pretty much nothing to it himself. Um, it's been he's been using it to do stuff like you know donate to little campaigns, buy stuff at auction for personal use. But Hillary never really made a big deal about it because, as garbage as his foundation is. Even though hers is better, the Clinton Foundation does actually really good work. It is a very highly rated charity. There are things like what Loic brought up. Um, some very sketchy things going on around it. So she doesn't want to bring up a foundation war, because even though she might come out of it looking better, it still raises a lot of unpleasant questions for her. Mm. Which is quite literally the
1: whole... Concept. I'm going to go home. But it's the whole concept.
0: Can you bring my laptop in no, this tomorrow? Is, this is
1: it. This is just Is it? It, it, is it really is. Because you have two fucking foundations that are dedicated to making the world better. Except you can't bring either one into the political realm and shine a spotlight on either one of them. Because both of them were just fucking dirty. And that really defines everything that was about this election. Where both of them just needed to stay in the shadows and stay the fuck away from everybody's attention. Well, that's
0: why the vote was so split, right? It was so close. It was like 46.8 to 46.5,
2: which was like
1: of a horrendously low political Actually,
2: um, Clinton's projected to end up with about a 2% lead in the popular vote. Which is whatever. But let's not talk about it. that because that could also be a very long conversation. Yeah. yeah I, you I think that's. Uh, she won New Hampshire.
0: Whoop. Oh, cool. New. I've been <laughs> there before. It it's that. nice. It's a nice state. Oh, really? They, they're they still doing that? Yeah. Uh I, I think we're going to end it there. We'll definitely have you two back on uh, at some point in the near future. But I think that's going to do it for Sleeping with the Elephant. I'll let Jimmy go first. <laughs> <laughs> Where's, where can people find you, find you, Jimmy? I should say. <laughs> he's been here before. He knows what's up.
2: <laughs> I've heard podcasts before. That's it's all true. the same. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jimmy the Shovel.
0: Perfect. Yeah, definitely check him out. He's always retweeting the Smite account, which is awesome, because I want to see what, <laughs> what, what new stuff is happening. And he's uh, ins- insightful commentary on the video game industry and... Politics. So check that out.
2: <laughs> well, that might be stretching it a bit, but thank you. No, I I I'm being honest here,
0: uh, <laughs> Loic. What do you tweet about?
2: I
1: don't know. Uh, boxing. Uh, I like boxing. I like boxing and cycling. Uh, I like guys that wear spandex and uh, guys that beat each other uh, ruthlessly. I'm a bloodthirsty ghoul. Sometimes spandex. combined with <laughs> UFC. Yeah, and and politics. Uh, I also enjoy that quite a bit. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't. even know my Twitter. It's uh, at,
0: Lo, Lo, uh, is it at stoic stoic, stoic underscore Loic. No, I, think I it's know. It's actually
1: just stoic Loic. Is well,
0: it? I don't know. I will.
1: Jimmy, we'll put it in the show. It's something, we something? have the there internet too. I don't know. Uh, so, have fun trying to find me. <laughs> so, you, well, wait, Jimmy found it. Oh, Jimmy did find it. No,
2: there me, is no, no. There is no underscore. There's oh, shit. Damn oh, it. oh well, let's see what the just, last thing you tweeted. Great.
1: Hello NSA. The last
0: thing you tweeted about was a retweet of someone. Uh,
1: that's Wop Canoe. He's, uh. Oh, I didn't even know where to start with this. No, no, no. No, no. (laughs) Bob Bob Cano's a Canadian First Nations activist. I already closed it. You can't talk about it. There's a picture of him with Obama and it says the good old days. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, that's going to do it for Stephen with the Elephant. I mean, we didn't even cover some news stories. One thing we didn't cover was the fact that, and I'm just going to leave this. We're not going to talk about it. But uh, Trump saying he's not going to spend his entire time in the White House. Yeah. No. Did I forget to mention this?
1: (laughs) Oh, damn it. what?
0: Did you guys not see this? That no, Trump... I did. I so Trump basically. I, I don't know if he that. said it, but no, Trump. He did. So he said that he's looking at a way to stay at his New York penthouse part time.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, he's yeah.
1: actually already starting to uh, negotiate how much time he actually has to spend in the White House. It's crazy. Did I say wow. it? Wow! I'll say it again. He just wants the business card.
0: Yeah. It's a pretty sweet business card. I think you get paid for life. It's like cash for life, isn't it? It's a
1: dope business card. Yeah. President of the United States of America. Uh, CEO.
0: Leader of the free world, which makes no sense to me because, I mean, aren't we free here, I think? <laughs> like I don't get that. I hear that every time. It's like, yeah, maybe 200 years ago when we were still under British oppression, but now we had a Trudeau that dances in front of the Queen, so we're good. Anyways, that's going to do it with Sleep for the Sigma of the Elephant. Uh, Thank you both, Loic and Jimmy, for joining us. We could go all night. We won't, but we could. Uh, We'll have our our part two of our 12 part series in a few weeks. Uh, You can email the show if you you disagree with Loic, which, I mean, a lot of people do. Uh, info at with the elephant.com. I'm looking at you, Daryl. You better write in. I, I don't know if he listens, but I feel like he would get a kick yeah, out of this. He show. does. I think he
1: does. Oh, Okay.
0: Uh, you can follow myself at R Murphy. Check out Loic at Stoic Loic, and finally Jimmy at Jimmy the uh, Big thanks to Alpha Geek Radio for hosting the show on our 24 hour archive. Uh, send feedback slash reviews if you listen to us on iTunes. Give us a give us a review. Be as honest as you'd like. Uh, both we check both the Canadian and the American stores because uh, that's that's how we roll here on All right. of the elephant anyways thank you guys go to bed it's late uh, and uh, yeah have a fantastic evening and a great week
2: hi right, Jimmy Good night guys.